This is Triple M's Rush Hour with JB and Billy. Thanks to Bluebet. Bet with the homegrown bookie this spring carnival. Bluebet, what are you really gambling with? Footy superstar Daisy Thomas. My highlights, <laughs> no, I didn't have time to watch all of them. Oh. Oh. And radio royalty Bridge Duclos. I can ping out Hammy just by bending down. <laughs> this is the best of Triple M's Rush Hour Summer Edition. I feel good! On Triple M. Daisy, I feel like I'm getting an education on this show. That's uh, a little concerning. I'm not sure I should be teaching you anything. Well, I mean, I'm learning some new words like riz and, and dog rat. <laughs> But today I'm going to share with you the words that have been shortlisted from Macquarie Dictionary's Word of the Year. Plus, ahead of a massive mushroom 50 gig tonight at Rod Laver Arena, we speak to the Reuben Sam Margin. Yeah, it's also been a big week for the next generation of AFL stars with the draft happening this week. Certainly has. Always a very exciting time for promising bunches of kids. So we'll talk to pick 11 and 12, Connor O'Sullivan and his good mate. Phoenix Gothard. Yeah, but next, speaking of the draft, I'd like to find out how your draft experience was. This is the best of Triple M's Rush Hour Summer Edition with Daisy Thomas and Bridge Duclo. And catch the show whenever you want by downloading the listener app, L-I-S-T-N-R. I feel good! Bridge, did you know that back in 2005, our man Daisy here was selected by Collingwood with pick two in the draft? Yeah, dear little boy, you were at eighteen. Well, I'm imagining those photos are incredible. Well, do you know what? Just um, speaking to Nick Watson, who's of course going to go up. We hope in the top six tonight. Mm, get hopefully. picked top six. He was gorgeous, nervous, and I thought it'd be really interesting to see what what it was like for you, eighteen year old from Druin. Um, not nearly as much media or anything going around that they have now. What was it like to Little Dale? Well, I tell you what, I certainly wasn't as polished as the young no, gentlemen that come in amazing. or anyone else we've spoken to. They are incredible, these mm. kids now. Mm. Almost too professional. Like in terms of what they know, how they prepare. Yeah. Nothing like back in my day, which, you know, that is something you say when you're getting older, but it's every bit of what, 18 years ago, 20 odd years ago. So a long time. But so take I, us through it. What happened? Where did you go? Was there a shed somewhere? No, no. So I got invited to the Docklands yep. where just in one of the rooms, they had a big U shape of tables yep. where every club was situated, drafters, recruiters, coaches, so on and so forth. Um, I think there's about 10 or 15 of us. Mm. I remember coming in, my mum took me down. I shook hands with Eddie Maguire as Ooh. we first walked in yeah. and Eddie still laughs at this because he reckons he gave me a wink as oh, to a little bit of a nod. Yeah. But I wasn't sure. So there was no of this mock draft like Cal Toomey's and that wasn't yep. around then. There yep. was one bloke, I think, who was running some sort of setup online. But And yeah. And you wouldn't have even known who your competition was as much as right. these guys do. Correct. I, we used to play Gippsland Power and we get a VHS of your highlights of what you needed to do or, or what you yeah. did well. Yeah. Mm. So it was you know pretty archaic Primitive. for the times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I remember going in. It is. It's like the culmination of everything you've done from probably six, eight, nine, ten years of age. Your mm. dream was to get drafted. Didn't mm. matter where, didn't matter who, but your dream was to go in there that day and get your name read out. And it became a pretty special day pretty quickly. Oh, know? my God. Well, picked at number two. So you heard, um, do they start at they, they, You're not going to believe this. They start at one. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But you know when you do a top ten. No, no, no. But you know when you do a top ten. Like when I did my five bald men, yes. I went five, four, three, two. No, no, no. It would probably be an unfair advantage for ten <laughs> if they get the best player. <laughs> Anyway, no, no, no. We, we I can mean bring the way they announced. All right, go on. Yeah, well, no, it's literally like so. It's like Lotto. They yes, you don't know which order. No. They just read it out as they go. Um, so I, the only slight indication I thought was maybe either Hawthorne or Collingwood. Yeah, but I'd at draft camp. I spoke to every club, bar whoever whoever won it in two thousand and five. 
whoever that was. West anyway. Coast or Sydney, one yeah, of those two. I, yeah. I think it would have been West Coast. And Sydney mm. said, look, we've got pick 19 or whatever it is. You get there, we'll take you. Yeah. So that was the only surety I had. So at least I sort of knew going in. You'd get somewhere. I'd get somewhere. But yeah, pick two. They read out the number, whatever player, yada, yada, Gibson Power, Dale Thomas. And then from literally that moment on, my life changed forever. And what did you do like when you heard your name? Uh, nearly fell off my seat. But no, <laughs> I would have given mum a hug. Like oh. she was obviously a massive part of it. Um, wow. And then literally, you know, polo on, shake hands, Mick Mouldhouse, camera in your face. You know, what do you want to do? And how was your how was your talking? Uh, as you can tell from now, I've, I've been a lot better at it, but it's still not great. Um, no, it was That's just, great. And, but it was fun. Like yeah. I, I was literally the the dream had come true, mm. and for everyone. So then I went back home. Uh, we had a big shindig at Mum's. Um, yeah, the old hills hoist. We stood around there and hung some goon bags <laughs> and grew a fortune. Which, and then the next day I drove into training with Pendles. Wow! Mm. So I literally got calls as driving into training from you know. Hey, man, it's Nathan Buckley, you know, yeah. just can't wait to be. And we were thinking it was prank calls to start <laughs> off. Oh, yeah, mate, we'll see you soon. And, yeah, the next oh. day we were in the club as Collingwood players. Young mm. boys dream. Incredible, yeah. Well, Kevin Sheen is the draft guru, and he has been for a oh, long, long time. We hit him up today and said, Kevin Shifter, can you send us your draft notes on the one D. Thomas? And he did. He sent them back. Are they hand- still handwritten? Handwritten. Yes. Really? Dale Thomas, Gippsland Power slash Drew and FC. Oh, yeah. Mercurial half forward wingman, who is pencil thin at the moment, but is already becoming a human highlight reel. Ooh. A star in Gippy's premiership win and looks destined to become a future star with his blistering pace and aerial ability. Wow. That's not a bad. So were you, like a, were you like a jumper? I was you, a jumper, I was jump. a runner, and I had a bit of riz. <laughs> I tell you what, that's the best report card I've ever got though. <laughs> I, my mum still doesn't know after my sister left that you don't get their midterm reports. <laughs> I said they stopped. <laughs> this is the Rush Hour Summer Edition with Daisy Thomas and Bridge Duclos. Our next guests get to take the next step in their AFL dream after being drafted last night. With pick 11, Geelong select Connor O'Sullivan. With pick 12... The GWS Giants select Phoenix Gothard. Please welcome Connor O'Sullivan and Phoenix Gothard. Ah, congratulations, lads. How bloody good. Look at the smiles on the faces, Bridge. How are you both (laughs) feeling at the moment? Uh, Couldn't be happier, to be honest, right now. It's all started um, after doing a bit of media and stuff today. It's all sort of starting to settle down. And, yeah, the feeling's sort of starting to kick in. It's been amazing. Exactly right. I'm absolutely stoked. And (laughs) I couldn't ask anyone else better to to share this with. (laughs) Oh, look, it's so lovely because you're both from Albury, both played for the Murray Bush Rangers. Pick 11, pick 12. Could you ask for anything better? Yeah, no, I don't think so. Um, Yeah, we were hoping, obviously, that it happened tonight. But uh, last night, sorry, but... For it to be back-to-back is obviously probably a dream come true, to be honest. Yeah, it's something special, something definitely I'll cherish forever. Phoenix, were you in the room with as much hope as your mate there, Connor, or were you sort of not sure where you were going to be taken? Yeah, definitely unsure of where I was going to be taken. I initially just came to support Connor, and then <laughs> as his name got called out, all of us us boys are talking how good's that and, and getting around him, and then my name got called out for the next pick. So it was pretty surreal in the moment, and then Connor obviously ran over and you probably have seen what happened. You had, had to take my shirt off and take his shirt and get up there. So, yeah, it was all it all happened super fast, but, yeah, super special. So where were you thinking you'd come in, Phoenix? When, you know, in a hope, what did you think you'd be picked at? Um, yeah, so I was initially probably thinking late first round, if anything, then probably leading tomorrow if that wasn't the case. But obviously, yeah, I've had a few conversations with the Giants and yeah, got a quite a good feeling off them. And 
I'm just super stoked to be picked by them and, and can't wait to get into it. Have you apologised to Joel Selwood yet, Connor? For anyone who hasn't seen it, jump on the Triple M Instagram page because <laughs> you did just bail on him pretty quickly to go see your mate over there. Yeah, well, I actually have just got his number, so um, I'm going to flick him a message and say thanks so much, but also really sorry. So, um, yeah, that'll be something I'll probably have to do ASAP. But, um, no, nah, it, it, it was an absolute pleasure to meet him and obviously get presented my jumper by him. Um, so, yeah, sort of everything happened so quick, I didn't have much time. It just showed the love, though, to, to leave someone a superstar like Joel mm. Selwood because of your mate. I, I just loved every bit of it. So where are you going to live, Phoenix? I'm worried about you leaving your home. Where are you going to live in Sydney? <laughs> Um, oh, I'm not too sure, but we've got a few of us draft boys. There'll be, yeah, a few a few more of us, obviously, tonight and probably tomorrow. Um, we've all got a house together, so that'll be amazing to share that experience with, with James Lake, who obviously got drafted last night. Um, he's a great fella, so I can't wait for that as well. Don't yeah. just worry about Phoenix, though. Connor's got up and moved down to Geelong, Geelong and true. he's going to have the large distraction of the greatest inputter in life, Billy Brownless. Oh, my God. Insertion. Yeah. Are you scared about that? <laughs> Nah, I'm all right. I think it's exciting. Um, obviously, uh, Geelong's just like a big, big country town. So moving from Albury, it shouldn't be too bad, I don't think. So I'm very excited. What about your phones? Who's been the most famous person, or have you had a few of those moments? I remember back to my draft getting calls from Nathan Buckley, thinking they'll prank calls. Have you had any of those moments? Um, yeah, I, I, I've um, yeah. Well, I was lucky enough to go on a Facetime with Toby Green initially with James Lake uh, this morning. So that was yeah. pretty cool. Um, Daniel Gorinch as well has gone around me a little bit. Um, posted something last night, so two superstars. Follow on Instagram, which is which is pretty cool. But yeah, a lot of those those players that you look up to growing up and take a bit of inspiration off of have followed you or messaged you as well. So it's pretty it's pretty cool. Yeah, I've had a few I've, I've had a few fanboy moments over the last sort of twelve hours. Um, Joel Selwood likes me photo. Um, Patrick Dangerfield, all those blokes. So nah, it was it was pretty awesome seeing the notification pop up. So. Um, Nah, yeah, obviously very lucky. Um, yeah, it's so special. Now, I want to ask you, boys, uh, you've been picked up by Geelong and the Giants. Who did you used to barrack for up until, like, now? Um, well, I, I was a Swatties man, yep. but um, obviously now it'll be <laughs> Catters. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, nah, obviously I was at the under seven. I played in the under-17s grand final match um, in 2022 when Cats beat the Swans, actually. So, um, yeah, nah, a bit of, bit of I suppose... Different taste in the mouth now with um sort of that game. I suppose we've got to be happy for it for us now that we won it. So um yeah, no, it's good. Yeah, and I, I was a big Blues fan, so yeah, happy to transition now and yeah, just happy to beat the Giants. Were you a fan of one Daisy Thomas when he played at the Blues? Me, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I don't want to have a fan. I don't want to have a fanboy moment on here. But we'll keep that. Uh, Daisy, you need to give the boys some advice. You were a draft pick oh. number two back in two thousand five. How do they get the free stuff and the invites to the <laughs> all that? I was getting. I was about to start thinking like real serious. How do you get the free stuff? Yeah. Uh, you've both got managers, I assume. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Look at how intently they're listening. Yeah. So yes. make sure they're working hard for you, not only on field with your contracts and how little of a percentage they should be taking, but also what they can do for you off field. Yes. Um, and just be careful of what you go to. You don't want to be what some of these people that go to the opening of a chip packet. Yeah, or an <laughs> just, envelope. Or an envelope. Just make sure you pick the right ones, pick the high class ones and do some serious yeah, networking, yeah. but you boys will be fine. Yeah. And 
The other thing is don't get too pissed if you do go to them and you're allowed to have a drink. <laughs> so behave yourself. Well, yeah. not behave you yourself, yeah. That's just the sort hard of, way or? Uh, yeah, yeah, $7,500 fine and a week suspension probably taught me that one, boys. I'm not but... sure Daisy should be your uh, role model on yeah, this Yeah, I'm one, not but... sure I was the one to go to. But maybe you could pass on some motherly <laughs> advice. Congratulations. You, All the very best for what's hopefully very long careers. And you're now officially part of the Rush Hour family, so you're ours forever. Well done, yeah, boys. Good on you, Cutter. Nah, thank you very much. Thanks Appreciate your time. Thank you. A champion footballer. Thomas is uploaded the biggest barrel. Teams up with Radio Royalty. Your show, but I've taken over. Triple M's Rush Hour Summer Edition with Daisy Thomas and Rich Duclos. Now, you'll be pleased to know, Dave, that a, a word you and Rebsy taught me this week mm, yes. has made it into <laughs> the shortlist for the Macquarie Dictionary's People's Choice Award of the Year word. Dog rat. <laughs> no. <laughs> Dog rat has not made it in, no. <laughs> Next I'm very year. sorry. Dog rat, although one of my favourite. What does dog rat mean? It's just uh, probably a descriptive word to describe someone who you don't like very much. Oh, you're both a dog rat. and a rat. Yeah. Oh, you're a dog and a and rat. you're a dog and a rat. <laughs> okay, that's so my favourite. No, the word that has made it in is... Riz. Riz has made it in. To the, Plenty of Riz. I'd never heard of Riz, which of course means charisma, mm-hmm. is, which you pointed out to me. Yes. Um, I've also learnt this week that you're not allowed to call someone champ. No. You t- you no. Put, you and we still haven't gotten to the bottom of that. No, I didn't know that either. But I've got, I want to read a few of these to you to see how you, you two think you're pretty hip because you're young. Pretty hip because you... you're young. Thanks, Mum. <laughs> Actually, thanks, Grandmum. <laughs> Pretty I hip know. and cool. Yes, if my kids were listening, they would be going, eh. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to just read a couple. I want you to tell me if you know what they are, okay? Right. The first one is angry water. Yeah, I know that one. What's angry water? It's like sparkling water or soda walker. Yes. Walker. <laughs> you soda know angry water. water? Yes. What's angry about carbonated water? Because it's fizzy. It gets angry at you. Ah, okay. Mm. All right. Bridesmaid suburb. Would that be a suburb next to like a Turak or a Brighton yes. where, where you're getting oh, good birds from? Wow. Right. Said, yeah, okay. I didn't get that one. They actually make sense when you think about mm. it. All right. What about doof stick? That, that'd be a doof stick. Doof stick. Doof stick. <laughs> no, no, doof stick. Doof stick. Yes. What about doof stick? The doof sticks at the festivals. Surely oh. you've seen the kids with oh, I've those. I've seen the kids. Oh, my daughter made one. That's what that was. A, <laughs> a doof stick. <laughs> uh, we're going well here, Mum. Keep going. Uh, Bopo. Ooh, nope. Opo. Opo. Body positivity. Body positivity. It's more a girl's one because boys are much keener on being mean to each other, whereas we're all into being, you know, positive. (laughs) Do you know what um, (laughs) crash blossom is? (laughs) Should we make some stuff up of what we think they are? (laughs) Do you know what crash blossom? No. No. It's a phrasal sentence, especially in a news headline that's ambiguous. Due to its wording. Do we know what ambiguous means? <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to have to go back a step or two. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. All right, I'm going to move on from Crash Blossoms. I don't get it either. This one you'll know. Mm. Cosy lives. Mm. Cost of living. Mm-hmm. So what I've worked out <laughs> is that if you think about what they say, they make sense. Yeah. Except Crash a, Blossom yeah, or whatever that yeah, was. Yeah, and Angry Water. I, I suppose that makes sense. Mm. What's the one about the? Um, I saw about the Botox in the plums? Well, I wasn't mm. going to say that because I'm a lady, but oh, well, it's a real thing. Scrotox. Scrotox. Scrotox is. <laughs> Maybe um, I have the definition. <laughs> has anyone had that? Uh, no, not here. No. <laughs> Apparently, it's quite the thing. It's a, a Botox preparation. We're getting a thumbs down from Zoe and Bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I have not seen it myself, and I don't know what it looks like. But I've never paid that much attention, mm. to be honest. But it is Botox of the um, your special area. That wouldn't be pleasant. 
I'm not sure why you'd want it. No. Well, it's for cosmetic purposes. It does reduce sweating. Okay. And I don't want to go into this anymore. <laughs> I really You've actually started. You're committed now. <laughs> no, you brought that up. All right, all right. Do you know what hostile architecture is? <laughs> no. Uh, God, I love people. Um, <laughs> what is hostile Where are we architecture? Going hostile, oh, just ridiculous. Hostile architecture <laughs> is for shared public spaces that um, that utilise design that <laughs> that discourages unwanted behaviour. <laughs> so anything that means you can't, I don't know, like drink outside at all. Mm. It's just it, it <laughs> hostile architecture. Mm. What is wrong with the young? Well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's wrong with the old either. Right, I've got one more for <laughs> One you. more, please. I'm going to end on this one, Dave. And mm. if you know the answer to this, it's probably not good. Okay. <laughs> I'm just happy it's coming to an end. Yeah, but <laughs> quite frankly, so am I. <laughs> so the word is bore out. Not bore out. Bore out. What is bore out? Do either of you know what this is? <laughs> no. And if I said the thoughts in my head, I'm not sure how much longer we'd be on air. Well, I'm glad you don't know it because it's a state of demotivation or dissatisfaction in one's job brought about by a lack of interesting work. So if you knew what bore out means, that means you would be bored with this show and you'd be out the door. Get it? Bore out. Very good. I think we've all learned something. Mm. Absolutely. That's it, that segment won't be was back. bore out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Dog rat was good. <laughs> Dog rat was great. Triple M's Rush Hour Summer Edition with Daisy Thomas and Bridge Duclos. Mushroom 50 this Sunday at Rod Laver Arena, the event like no other featuring 50 songs to celebrate 50 years of incredible Australian music. Watch it on Channel 7 and 7 Plus from 7pm. And Aussie rockers The Rubens and their frontman Sam Margin will be a part of it. The legendary Michael Gadinsky was a massive fan of our next guest band. When the Alpha came at the office, I played my gun so many times. This will be the year of the Rubens. And with this many crackers, it's not hard to see why. Step ahead. This Sunday, the Rubens help honour Michael Gadinsky with Mushroom 50. Please welcome Sam Margin. Oh, yes. Woo. Sammy, welcome <laughs> to the Rush Hour, buddy. How are you ahead of what's going to be a massive weekend, not just for you guys, but for all musicians around the country? Uh, I'm really excited, obviously. I'm, I'm actually a bit emotional after hearing uh, MG just then mm. talking talking about us like I didn't I don't think I've ever heard that clip before but that's beautiful um yeah obviously everyone I think everyone involved is pretty excited and uh to honor MG uh, in that kind of way in the only way that they probably know how is you know rent out Rod Laver Arena and put on a show it's pretty yeah. cool yeah absolutely hey what are your memories of, of first meeting uh, Michael I think my first combo with him would have been I was in the states recording uh, our first record, which we, when we didn't have a record deal at that time, we kind of just went over on a whim, and um, we had a bunch of offers on the table, and um, I got a call, I got a text saying, "Hey, Michael Gadinsky wants to give you a buzz on while I'm in the studio." So I ran out, hmm. and I, I knew of him, but I didn't expect the voice that was going to be on the end of the phone because I'd never heard an interview with him. He's just like, "Sam, how you going, mate?" And I'm like, "Oh, geez, Laura." <laughs> and uh, he basically convinced me in a few minutes, like that, that Mushroom was the home for us. Um, and one thing that I said to him actually was like, uh, you know, I want to be on like all your usual tastemaker radio, but I, can you get us on, on commercial radio too? And he, he loved that. Um, because back then I don't think a lot of artists like where we were at, were really talking like that. Mm. So yeah, that was my first combo with, with MG and it was, it was cool. We've heard some amazing chats and some amazing recollections. Do you have a favorite story with the great man? 
Yeah, I do actually. Um, so we had a, it was on Australia Day. Um, we were playing at the tennis. It was the oldest 100 day. And we were about to go over to, um, to listen to it. And he was at the tennis with us in Melbourne. And he said, all right, so just, just pick me up out the front. I've got to go grab some things and pick me up in the tour van and then we'll go off together. So <laughs> we pull up out the front of the tennis courts. And he runs out and he's kind of hobbling. Like, he looks like a cowboy, kind of like hobbling real weird. <laughs> he jumps into the van looking all sus and then proceeds to pull out like three Heineken bottles that he'd snuck out of the, uh, out of the tenants and starts with him in the car. I love it. <laughs> oh, that is gorgeous. Uh, tell, me, tell me about, I'm so fascinated with you and your band, the fact that there's um, three, three of you, three brothers in the band, and I gather there's another brother. Tell me about family life, what it was like growing up. Um, obviously there was some serious musical talent going on when you were kids. Oh yeah. I mean, we had a pretty, pretty typical upbringing. I guess we were, we're from the countryside kind of, um, so we had a typical upbringing of like throwing rocks at trains and stuff. (laughs) Um, (laughs) we made our own fun, but, um, we all sort of, we were just, we were encouraged to play an instrument by our parents, but only in the same way that we're encouraged to play a team sport. Like Mm -hmm. it was all just part of growth. It was never like, we weren't an overly musical family. We just happened to, to like playing instruments and then stuck with it basically. Wow. And how do you get on? <laughs> we get along great. Otherwise we wouldn't have been going for over mm. a decade now. Mm. Um, yeah, we get along really well. Like us, you know, the whole family gets along real well, but the, the three of us brothers in the band, um, we get along great. And I mean, I don't think we would still be together if it wasn't for yeah. the other two lads in the band who aren't family because they kind of break it up, you know. Sam, just one question. I love asking um music uh, artists, who, who they listen to. Who, who do you have on your, I was going to say iPod, who do you listen to? <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, honestly, um, I hate to say it right now, I'm a podcast listener. Like mm. I, as a songwriter over the years, I've found myself listening to less and less music. Like I'll go through sort of fits and bursts of finding things that I'm really into. Yeah. Often it's older music, but, um, but yeah, I think just the way that I work creatively, I, I prefer to not be influenced um, yeah. So often I'm just I'm just listening to um to podcasts. Yeah. No, it's a boring answer. No, it's but... a good answer. I listen to a lot of podcasts too. Outside yeah. of being a rock star, like I, I played <laughs> footy, I wanted to be a rock star. Is there something as a musician you wanted to do, but you just so happen to be better at this? Um, honestly, I just wanted to do to do this. I can't. I don't know what else I could have done. Like I love sports. I played a lot of sports, but. I didn't have a natural ability in any of them. So I think this was just, I, I never really, I had blinders on. Like this was the career that I wanted. Mm. Um, and that's why I'm just one of the luckiest dudes. You know? Yeah. I want to be a rock star. Mm. <laughs> I think we all do. We all do. Everyone wants to be a rock star, Sam. It's that simple. And you're living the dream. So good on you. And I think you chose wisely as well, mate, because you're absolutely killing it. Hey, thank you very much. Mm. All the best this weekend. But thank you so much for taking time to chat to us on the Rush Hour. Thank you very much. The skies are bluer. The sun is shining. The weather's warmer. But there's a pool on there. This is the Rush Hour Summer Edition with Daisy Thomas and Bridge Duclos. Footy superstar Daisy Thomas. My highlights, <laughs> I didn't have time to watch all of them. Oh. Oh. And radio royalty Bridge Duclos. I can ping out Hammy just by bending down. <laughs> this is the best of Triple M's Rush Hour Summer Edition. I feel good. On Triple M. Bridge, I can see you've got a piece of paper in your hand with a bunch of numbers and some names. What is going on? Well, Days, I found a list of the sexiest bald men for 2023. And quite frankly, I disagree. Is so it... I will share my list of sexy bald men soon. Is Bill on there at any stage? Nah. Speaking of Bill, we're going to get him on the phone to tell us all the inside mail from James Brayshaw's wedding in Perth. And since Bill's not here... 
I've recruited my old mate Limo to come in and tell us a very funny joke. But this week we marked the 100th anniversary of commercial radio, so we thought we'd take a look back at some of the more memorable moments in radio. We've got more of the best of Triple M's Rush Hour Summer Edition soon. And catch the show whenever you want by downloading the listener app, L-I-S-T-N-R. I feel good! Daisy, it is a very special birthday today, though. It is. And when I came in today and jumped on the emails, I saw that Ford Annals, who is the CEO of Commercial Radio and Audio, (laughs) had texted me, uh, sorry, emailed me to say that today, Australian Commercial Radio makes a remarkable milestone, its 100th birthday. birthday Which is an incredible feat. Yeah, it is. Years no, it is a bloody a, long time. And it is for anything to survive in a, in a evolving era. Yes. Um, and apparently radio thrives, you know, does thrive because about 79% of Australians tune in every week. Um, so it's still really... This is Australian radio, not yeah. worldwide. Yeah, no, yeah, it's yeah. Australian radio. radio. Is, yeah. Dominant. So, so I would like to say uh, happy birthday to everyone, anyone and everyone who's ever, you know, worked in radio in any way, shape or form. Yes, well, to celebrate. Mm. And we There's been a lot of great radio made over the a lot of years in Australia. A lot of great radio. Where do you start? Well, we're going to start with our very own Billy Brownless mm-hmm. and maybe 10 of the words that he can't really say. Okay. The hardest English words to say. Oh, no. <laughs> Top 10. So what I thought we'd do with these hardest English words is uh, just get you to wander down the list and see how we go. Are you not allowed to clap? No, that's... <laughs> Who told us? Rebecca Judd told me to do that. Remember, Jim, when you can't. (laughs) Worcestershire. What? Worcestershire. 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 (laughs) Righto, next one. Specific. That's all right. Thanks, Well done. Squirrel. That's easy to say. Squirrel. Brewery. Does your dad own a brewery? Yes. Or would you like to show them to uh, me? Oh. <laughs> Next one, Bill. Uh, phenomenon. <laughs> phenomenon. Phenomenon. Neat, neat. Derby. What's that? Derby's easy to Dar- say. Derby is how it's pronounced. Oh, you're WA. Mm-hmm. Uh, regularly. <laughs> I go regularly. Regularly. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, February. Edited yes. and higher. Hair. Yeah. <laughs> Is it hair? All right, Bill. They're not, not too bad. bad. <laughs> Can we go back to number five again? That was the best. Number five. Phenomenon. Phenomenon. There. Phenomenon. It's an M bill. Phenomenon. Well, it's not. It's a stupid bloody word. That's what it is. Brilliant. Oh, no one, no one better at mispronouncing words, that's for sure. Um, I, Rabsy, to mm. keep celebrating the yes. 100th birthday, I'd like to hear Bill's um, wrinkliest. Do we have that? Oh, yes, we do have that. What's the wrinkle? Oh, my God. What's the wrinkliest thing on your grandmother? Have a third go at it. What's the wrinkliest thing? Have have a fourth go at it. Wrinkliest. Wrinkliest. What's the wrinkliest thing? But I need to say. You can't make this up. No, you need to have a fifth go. You you say wrinkliest, right? No. This is not me, it's you. Righto, Jim, we'll start again. We'll cut all that out because luckily uh, we're live. Right. What's the wrinkliest? <laughs> no. 
it's a good, it's a good joke, right? Brad, Bill, you say what I'm trying to Bill, say when no. I point to you. I, Bill, I could, we could do this for another hour, <laughs> no, and no. it would be, it would be side-splittingly funny. Right? But we wrinkliest. don't have the time. Bill, right, ready you need when to I say it. <laughs> no, you say it, Bill. It's wrinkliest. Wrinkliest. No, no, wrinkliest. <laughs> right, uh, here we go. Right, here we go. Hey, Jim, I got a joke, right? <laughs> what's the, what's the joke? Well, what's the wrinkliest thing? <laughs> I can't say it. Rabs, just say it, will you? Wrinkliest. Will you say it? What are you clapping for? Wrinkliest. No, 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 but Bill, Bill. You in it. Break, break it down. It's like ice rink. Rink. Yeah, I know and what then, rink is. And, and then liest. Rink liest. Rink liest. There we go. Right Righto. 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 What is the rink liest thing? <laughs> On your grandmother, yes. Jim. What? Your grandfather. No. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? What's oh, happened? There, <laughs> what <laughs> happened to this show? Oh, it's brilliant. And all that to get to that. that is, <laughs> it is absolutely brilliant. The amount of people that stop mm. you and say, you work with Bill, mm. is it put on? Yeah. Uh, absolutely it's, not. It's, yeah, never has there been a less put on anything. <laughs> It's fabulous, isn't it? And I think oh. he sums up the great hundred years. Oh, incredible. Absolutely incredible. Go, Billy. Thank you, Bill. This is the Rush Hour Summer Edition with Daisy Thomas and Bridge Duclos. You know him. Hello, world. Bill Brown was here. You love him. Righto. Who am I? I, w- I was known for my... <laughs> and you've been missing him while he's living it up in WA. I sent him a message because you just got to check in on Bill every now and then to see if he's all right. And he said, fat's in Perth, just been down by the pool, cashy tonight. So everything <laughs> is status quo. Now, he's found time in his busy schedule to join his own show. Oh, geez, I do everything on this show. Please welcome <laughs> Billy Brownless. Oh, yes. yes, welcome, Bill. Hello, Billy. Thanks for uh, coming on your own show. Yeah, great to be on my own show. Thank you, Daisy. Great to uh, hear from you. What's been happening in there? All good? Well, Billy, all good. We're having a lovely time. We're getting to know each other. We're very close and it's been fabulous. But we're missing you, of course. Mm-hmm. You're missing Jim? Missing Jim. Now, this is what we're here for. This is what we're here for. We have to ask oh. you. Very few photos have been released of this of this uh, big day, except one of you with a beer standing next to someone. Uh, ca- tell us everything. Well, no, it was, it was magnificent. Obviously, the Friday was the big wedding, and it was in a park, a beautiful grassed park, and they got <laughs> married there. A what park? A grassed park. Oh, a grass, oh, a nice park grass. grass. Right. And they brought, like, brought a bar out so you could all drink around this bar. Yeah. But <laughs> and the background was the ocean, so it was down there at Cottesloe, which was mm. magnificent. So mm. that was well done, and not a long service. That's what we liked. Yes. We like that, and uh, um, our good mate Bluey, he had a role there. Just had to deliver the ring to Jim, yeah. and guess what? It was a non-speaking role, which was bloody perfect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, are you aware you got papped at some point through the night? Uh, no, someone took a photo. That was the next day. So that was all good, and then we had the reception, and then that was the next day at we're going to Rottnest Island, which is magnificent, by the way. And, um, yeah, I got put by, I was talking to Gil McLaughlin's uh, wife there, and I didn't even know that. Someone sent it through. And we've got to nice... ask about the beautiful Lisa because she's oh, a gorgeous yeah. girl. Did she look stunning? Yeah, she, she bloody oh, she did. She looks good anyway, mm. but she had this lovely dress on. I think there's a few troubles with the dress because she was 42 minutes late. Ah. Oh. Mm. 
interesting to the wedding yeah. which which does happen as mm. you know bridge women are supposed to be a bit late ah. but she was 42 minutes and i was trying to get a beer because me and sam were sitting there trying to get a beer do you reckon we get we couldn't get a beer and <laughs> i think there was some dramas with the uh with the frog, with the frog. Uh, yeah uh, so, which great. it was all set up beautifully reception next day out to rot hey have you been out to rotness island any of you guys yeah it's amazing isn't it how good is it? I couldn't believe it. It yeah. was magnificent out there. Saw a quokka, got a photo with a, a quokka, quokka, which are just big rats. Um, <laughs> big dog rats. They are. They are. Right. So was there soda water consumed? Because Tubby was on yesterday and it felt like he was talking a whole lot of rubbish. It would be remiss of us not to ask, what sort of nick was Billy Brownless in at that wedding? <laughs> <laughs> I think he was drinking soda water. <laughs> he was drinking with me, you know, and, and Billy and I together look after each other. <laughs> yes. Bill, yep. reply. Yeah, no, I wouldn't know what a soda What is a soda water? <laughs> what is that a soda water? Hey, I want to know, is it true that you spent six nights at Crown, which was subsidised by a cashy on the gaming floor? Oh. Uh, three nights were subsidised. <laughs> okay, excellent. The Good three nights over the weekend, which cost the most, so I was happy to do a little walk through the gaming beach. <laughs> now, Bill, there was a lot of cricketers at JB's wedding. Yes, yes, exactly. So could you put together a first 11 for the Rush Hour family of cricketers that were at JB's wedding? Actually, I don't think there was a normal person at the wedding. <laughs> Except for your good self. Yeah, no, because they were all some. They were all something, you know. So here is Jim's wedding eleven. Mm-hmm. So Tubby, the great man Tubby, and by the way, we're drinking bourbon and coke, Tubby and all. So we're going back to the old bourbon and coke. Yes. <laughs> so Tubby and Stumpy Laird was there. Mm. Remember the great Stumpy Laird? He's only a little fella, but he opened, they opened the batting. JL was there, of course, uh, good mates with uh, Justin Langer. Then the uh, non-speaking role, Greg Blewett, so he (laughs) comes in. Buff Lehman, I was on the – I was in a shout with him on uh, (laughs) – at Rottenest Island. He said, oh, Buff, don't worry about that. (laughs) uh, Then we'll bring Jim in. He comes in there. Mm. You need a good uh, wicketkeeper, so Gilly. Gilly was there. Gilly, Gilly, Gilly. Ian Brayshaw, I'm putting in Jim's uh, wedding 11 because he did take 10, ten wickets one day wow. uh, all to himself. Mm. Brendan Julian, good-looking oh, man. Good-looking man, good very. Man. Dennis Lilly, what a legend. He was there. And I reckon nearly everyone in the room went over and said, G'day, Dennis, how you going? Had a chat to me, whatever. Great to see DK there. And the captain, you need a good all-rounder, someone who can bat anywhere down that line, could bowl a bit of spin if need be. <laughs> Bill Brownless. There you go. Oh, <laughs> you're the captain. <laughs> Are you across your draftees before we let you go? My dra- uh, Carlton draft. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do, mate. Brilliant as ever. <laughs> oh, Billy, we miss you. Triple M's rush hour has had a makeover for summer. Oh, I'm just trying to trim up. Oh, I'm sore. I've been boxing, but geez, I look good. <laughs> this is the rush hour summer edition with Daisy Thomas and Rich Duquoe. The list of the top world sexiest bald men for yep. 2023 has come across your desk. It's come, I love lists, don't you? I love lists. I like knowing who number one is. Okay. And there's been an absolute, um, well, what would you call it? Uh, the main man. Boil has been over? A boil over. Yes. Vin Diesel used to be the top spot and he's been dethroned. I'm not going to tell you about her. I just want you to know how they do this, how they work it out. They Vin dethroned. <laughs> it's based on 
how many internet searches people look for shirtless or naked photos of bald men. That's one. Wow. This, is, this is their criteria, seriously. Mm. Then they analyse the bald man's height, his net worth. Well, that's relevant, I'm not sure. And then they use another <laughs> metric called the shine factor, <laughs> which is the radiance of his scalp. <laughs> An official sh- <laughs> shine factor. It's a very scientific list, mm. this one. So right. coming in at number five mm. is Jeff Bezos. Oh, Bezos. That? Bezos, him yes. too. That really rich guy. They've gone heavy on the net worth yeah. then with uh, yeah. Bezos. Heavy on the net yeah. worth, not so much on the naked search. Mm. I'm tipping. <laughs> it's good number... shine factor, though. Yeah, good shine factor. <laughs> I'm not num- sure what's in your Google, but <laughs> <laughs> might have got him across the line. <laughs> uh, uh, number four of the world's sexiest bald man, Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, okay. Yeah, we we'll give that. I would have yeah. made him higher. Number three, Jason Statham. Yep. B-grade. Number two. B-grade. Don't you think B? He's in Snatch. He's in Lockstock. He's been great movies. And he's fairly chiselled. Well, chisel is always. He's a B. At number two, who has been dethroned, is Vin Diesel. Mm -hmm. And coming in. Is he A-grade enough for you? Nah, just. Coming in at number one of the world's sexiest bald man list for 2023. Prince William. Is that... Fair dinkum? Absolutely fair dinkum. Sexy, not here. Mm. Cash? Yeah. Not his own. Height? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, apparently he's got a very good shine factor. Who's searching <laughs> Prince William nude? Well, oh. it, that's it. That actually gives me shivers. Maybe, maybe um, <laughs> Meghan Markle. Actually, <laughs> Just wondering. It's awful. <laughs> I'm wondering about the brother. No, Meghan Markle might be searching nude. He you might. asked who, and I'm just thinking she's, she doesn't like him. Oh, oh! She might be looking for comparison. A bit of a hate crime. I thought you were going down some weird yeah, other search. God, no, sorry. <laughs> so, have you got a top five list that? Um, yeah, I wouldn't have had any of them. My number five would be uh, Bruce Willis. Mm-hmm. He's okay. a good-looking bald man. Mm-hmm. Number four, Kelly Slater. Yeah. So, can we ask what your criteria is? My criteria is over fifty, because <laughs> I work in a different demographic, <laughs> and um, just a good-looking head. Okay. And right. also, just something else going on. Bit Not of riz. necessarily a bit of riz. Yep. Yeah, a bit of riz. Number three, John Malkovich. <laughs> I absolutely love him. <laughs> That's definitely different demographic. Who's John Malkovich? John <laughs> He's an actor. He's oh. an actor. Yeah, yeah. You, really? B-grade. When were you born? Nineteen eighty seven. He's not B grade, he is A grade. Is he? Yes, he is. I'll Google him after I'm done with his search Number about Prince two, William. Lord Voldemort. From Harry Potter. He what, the in, character? Yes, he comes in number two in my bald man. But as number him one, as the character? The character. But he's got no shine well, and he's, he's got no net worth. Uh, look, it's my own criteria. Can right I change the rules? Yeah. And in at number one, my favourite bald man in the whole world. Can you do the drum roll? Oh, oh yeah. Oh. Yep, no worries. <laughs> number one of Bridges' world's sexiest bald man <laughs> list for 2023. Yes. Larry David. Oh, right. So who have you given B grade to? Curb your enthusiasm. Jason Statham. Jason Statham. <laughs> Bit of hard done by. Jason Statham's <laughs> B grade. John Malkovich is A grade. Bruce Willis is A grade. I've just Googled Prince William nude. Oh, I'm crazy. Some, no, no, there's some rank photo of him playing water polo. Oh. <laughs> He's not the top of the list. And the shine factor doesn't appear to be on his head. <laughs> <laughs> Triple M's Rush Hour Summer Edition with Daisy Thomas and Bridge Duclos. Turns out, it's not as easy to take over Billy's joke as we all thought. I need you to sell everything you earn 
And you've owned... Oh, I've done a billy. <laughs> Maybe there is pressure with the intro. I'm going to start again. I can't believe I'm starting. Now, it's Lemo's turn. Although, he might struggle to say anything funnier than this from Billy. You got a nickname? Which of these? Please welcome Lemo. Yes, we promised the big comedians for a Friday live, and we have got the great man in studio, <laughs> Lemo, with now a lot of pressure after Nick Cody gassed it last weekend. Yeah. He had it. He had an absolute shocker. Have you he? ever been asked that question before? Do you have a nickname? <laughs> no, I haven't. I haven't. I was Particularly sitting in this. Hey, Lemo, do you have a nickname? <laughs> I was sitting in this seat, and your look back to Bill of going, are you fair dinkum? And Bill's look to you going, I'm fair dinkum. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was staring at him going, I assume he's making a joke, but I don't get it. Oh, so and then funny. I was like, oh, no, he's serious. Hey, how are you going? You're doing a great job on Brecky filling um, in for Marty. Thank um, you. And thank you and you, I Butch. did share a lot of time together in the oh, early hours. We did. You should have seen Duckers and I on air. You should be Daisy and Duckers, by the oh, way. No, that should be, be the, actually, that yeah. should be the show. Yeah. Um, when we were on air together... We were, we were so mean to each other, weren't well, we? Well, you were meaner to me than I was to you, well, as yeah. it turns out. Was this sort of ageist jokes? I do oh, remember 100%. a little bit of this. We, every time, <laughs> oh, was really go. unfair. Oh, well, unleash. <laughs> every time, like a news story would come up that might reference, let's say it's coming up to Australia Day, right? And I'd go, actually, well, Duckers, I mean, we know James Cook was a great navigator, but you met him. What was he like <laughs> as a bloke? But you know, <laughs> it's like, didn't you, didn't you ask Jesus out on a date once? And, and then a hundred-year-old lady dies. You went to school with him, didn't you? Went to with him, didn't you? <laughs> Almost every second day. He'd, but it's worse with this one, who's much younger, with Daisy, who told me I was like his mum yesterday. Right. Well, well, that's nice. She was dropping phrases like hip and trendy, cool. Like yeah. it was very much a mum chat. Did she reference the local disco? No. <laughs> she referenced the market 15 times and tried to get me to promote some muesli. <laughs> Apparently you get paid for that stuff. Yeah, I didn't right. realise. I thought a nice you know, bit of muesli would get him going. Yeah, right. How are you going with the early start, so? I love, I love an early start. It's the best part of the day. Out of the traffic. You know how long it takes to drive from Fitzroy to South Melbourne at yeah. 4.30 in the morning? No, I agree with you. That bit I miss. Now you're sounding old. Yeah. <laughs> So mum and dad, <laughs> good chat. And I tell you what, I get the best part right out the front. No problems whatsoever. I can pull straight in none of this reverse business. <laughs> and Duckers, I've got to ask as well, how was uh, JB's wedding on the weekend? Did you have fun Ooh. at that? You've, you've just slipped back into mean. <laughs> I mean, you've slipped. You know that I wasn't invited. And you've slipped. I went to uh, Bali for your wedding. You invited Hey, you were invited to mine. And I made a mess of myself. Remember, I had to go home early. You're very welcome. Oh, you uh, you came in pretty hot, i, I got to say. You should have seen it, oh, Daisy. Where, I could imagine. It was like a midday arrival, right? And Duckers has come in just all eight cylinders just far <laughs> From midday? And where I think it might, might have been, it might have been about two p.m. I'll but give you a couple of hours. Fair to say, it lasted until three. It's <laughs> like <laughs> so wow, someone has got themselves a couple of hard starters on the way to the ceremony. <laughs> what about the new podcast you're rolling out? Uh, oh no, sorry, the radio play, the second yeah, team effort. Talk yeah. To so <laughs> what this is, Ed Cavalier has written a movie script. Oh yeah. Right. And all the people who are going to be in the movie, mm. we get together and we read the script out to a live audience. So it's like basically a script reading of a movie oh, script. But okay. is it going to be a movie? Yes, it is. It's a proper movie. It's, it's a not pro- just done pro- for this. No, it's going to be a proper movie. And it's about, I don't know if anyone can is able to connect to this character, but I play the main character. Mm. Okay. 
He's a washed-up ex-footballer who now works in media and is trying to get a grip on the current woke world and is struggling to come to terms with it. So probably more Billy than I. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Cop. He has has issues with political correctness, my character. So you've gone from being a good, very good uh, team player um, on, you know, um, your lovely show Utopia to the main star. Is that what you're telling me? Yes, that's right. You're the main star. That's right. Is there a love interest? I'm the main star. There's no love interest. Can one get written in? Do you want me to pencil one in? radio Who misses her old mate from radio. On. I feel like I'm swiping right on this, Duckers. Yes, we'll, put, we'll see if we can get that into the script. Right, thank you. Stick around, though, Lima, because your joke is oh. coming up next. Oh, yes. oh, okay. Sun's out, bin's out. Thanks. What are you doing, Fat? I'll have a spell. <laughs> have a spell, Fat. This is the Rush Hour Summer Edition with Daisy Thomas and Bridge Duclos. We might actually end the day with a laugh. I hope I remember what to do. On the best of the Rush Hour Summer Edition, this is a joke from special guest, Limo. Okay. Now, now my mate, Nick Cody, said a suitably low standard last week, so thank you. Appreciate it. (laughs) Thank you, mate, for doing that. Okay, so there's a... You're nervous. There's a bloke, Tuckers, and he's down the pub. And he's had a few too many. And while he's uh, while he's at the bar, the booze gets the better of him, and he has a has a little vomit, mm. and it goes all over his shirt, <laughs> his nice work shirt, because mm. he just popped in on the way home from work, mm. and he's staying, he's thrown up in his shirt, and he goes, "Oh my god, this is a disaster! My wife's going to leave me. She hates my drinking. She's warned me so many times, and now I'm going to go home like this. I'm a mess, <laughs> and my wife's going to bloody leave me. What have I done?" And another bloke comes up, says, "That mate, mate, don't panic, don't panic. It's fine." He says, I'll tell you what to do. Get a $20 note and just chuck it in your top pocket there, right? And then when you get home and your wife says, what's going on? You're a disgrace. You go, no, 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 no. That was someone else vomited on me. Ah. And see this $20? They put that there to pay for the dry cleaning. And he goes, that's brilliant. <laughs> that is brilliant. I'm going to do that. So he keeps drinking. <laughs> then he gets home, walks now, he's blind. <laughs> And his wife's waiting for him. He walks to the front door. She goes, you are a disgrace. That, that, look at you. You've got vomit all over your shirt. I'm leaving. Oh, that. And he goes, no, 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 no. It's not my fault. Someone else vomited on me. And see this $20 here in my top pocket. They put that in my top pocket to pay for the dry cleaning. And she goes, oh, oh, really? Oh, my God. Okay. That was very nice of them. And she goes, I noticed you've got another $20 there. Who's that $20 from? And he goes, oh, that's uh, that's from the bloke that shat in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a no yeah. brainer. Oh, yeah. oh, well the bar has been oh, risen. Very good. Very good. <laughs> of course, drink uh, responsibly. Drink responsibly, yes. <laughs> no, that's good. Very good. Uh, very, very well done. Don't throw up on yourself, yeah. okay? No, and you can never trust a fart. <laughs> <laughs> you know you cannot. Go and see Lemo Wednesday the 13th of December. Team effort, the radio play, the second live, and on Brecky all next week on Triple M as well. Thank you, James. This has been the best of Triple M's Rush Hour Summer Edition. Daisy Thomas and Bridge Duclaw are back live tomorrow from 4pm. Until then, download the listener app to hear the show wherever you are and whenever you want. L-I-S-T-N-R. I feel good!
Triple M's Rush Hour with JB and Billy. Bet with the homegrown bookie this spring carnival. Bluebet. Download the app for iPhone and Android. What are you really gambling with?